We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way pick your favorite team your favorite players and get customized highlights stories and breaking news right on your home feed Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sing, sing. If the sun there you go. So I do recognize the song. I would never know the name of this song. Well, maybe next time you will. Oh, wait, you won't. Yeah, I won't. Um, well, we hope there's the next time with our next guest in season with us. Of course, that'll only happen next week if the Eagles win on Sunday. And I think they will, but I don't take it for granted. Shil has been all over it all year and all over it for many years, covering not just the Eagles, but the entire National Football League. Shield brought to us by Guided Door and Window. Take advantage of Guided Door and Window's big winter sale through the month of January, receive 40% off all window and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDA or visit goguida.com. That's G-U-I-D-A.com. Shield, big things, man. Final Four, it's pretty cool. Guys, usually, you know, we wrap up at, at this time. We get some bonus <laughs> time together. It's been, what, since 2017? Yeah. We, we, don't, we, we don't have, like, an off-season relationship. We only have an in-season relationship, so this is fun. And, of course, no one in Dallas, you know, under the age of 25 knows what this is like, you know, reaching this point in the season. So <laughs> a little extra benefit there. All right, Sheil, um, we'll go heavy Eagles-Niners. I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. Let, let's, let's, start, let's start with this. Bosa coming at the Eagles, coming at Hurts. Um, how spectacular is he, and how much of a concern should he be for the Eagles coaching staff as they scheme up 
how to attack him and the 49ers defense. Yeah, I would say he's one of the best edge rushers uh, in the NFL. There, there's no doubt about it that he is, I think, 18 and a half sacks. I don't think anyone else on their D-line has more than like five or six. So he, he's mm-hmm. the guy uh, that you certainly need to look at and be worried about. Having said that, man, just having you know gone through some of the Eagles film here, th- this offensive line is, is still playing at a very high level. And so when you're asking about how do you game plan for Bosa, now he lines up, I think he had around 500 snaps at left defensive end and around 300 snaps at right defensive end. So he's going to line up uh, on both sides, so it's both Mylata and Lane Johnson, I think you want to have some screens early. I think you want to have uh, some quarterback runs early to kind of slow his eyes down, have make sure he doesn't know what he's looking. And think back to that first game against the Cowboys. Remember, I came on here and we talked about, man, they, didn't, they had a great game plan for Micah Parsons. They were reading him. They were leaving him unblocked. I think you go back to some of those things against Nick Bosa. How big a step did our O-line take pass pro-wise against the Giants, and, and why did it feel like we were so improved? And can, do you expect that they can maintain that high level against the 49ers? Yeah, I don't know what the reason is, but, man, you just it started out early. That Devontae Smith, uh, you know, 40-yard pass, early on that is as pristine of a pocket as you will see in an NFL game and so uh Lane Johnson I thought really battled through it and played well you know better than I was expecting him to look especially when you're watching on TV and they're showing him kind of you know early on uh looking a little looking in some discomfort so uh fantastic Mm -hmm. job by him yeah it's not going to listen it's not going to be as easy this 49ers defense uh is the best in the NFL they have better players in their front seven They'll do things to mess with your protection, like put Fred Warner uh, in the A-gap before the staff, and now all of a sudden you have to decide, all right, how are we going to block this up if they blitz and he might drop out? So there are different challenges, but overall, yeah, I think the Eagles' uh, offensive line can match up well uh, with that 49ers pass rush and certainly hold their own. Why was A.J. Brown so quiet in the Giants' box score? They just didn't throw. I mean, Jalen Hurts threw the ball, like, seven times in the second half. And even on, I think, the third offensive drive of the game, they they ran the ball eight out of nine times. Like, they, they just jumped on the Giants early. You know, that, that first pass goes to Devontae Smith, and they're running some RPOs to Dallas Goddard. But uh, that's really all it was. I mean, they took the shot to him in the second half of the game where Jalen Hurts kind of overthrew him. But uh, I didn't see, you know, anything there where I say uh, it's a concern. So that's something of a storyline this week. You know, Nick Sirianni didn't exactly say that uh, it was only injury-related why A.J. Brown was a little annoyed at the end of the game. He yeah. did indicate that, uh, you know, it, it was a little bit about his role, which I, honestly I thought was a little strange. I'm usually 100% like, hey, deal with wide receivers. It's all good if they produce. That kind of comes with the territory. But I, I did think that was a little strange for a blowout playoff game where, you know, A.J. Brown gets opportunities every week that that was kind of the moment um, he was a, a little annoyed. So who yeah. knows? Maybe maybe they target him early and often uh, in the game Sunday. Yeah, I, I would imagine they would. Uh, another wide receiver question. Uh, Zach Pascal played more than Quez Watkins in this game. What do you read into that? Uh, I, I think that should continue 
in this game on Sunday because this is a physical defense. This is a kind of put your uh, big boy pants on and, and get after him. And, and Pascal is just an animal as a blocker. I mean, he just gets after these defensive backs. And so I think that will be part of the game plan. And, mm. and so I think you'll probably see a similar split. Honestly, you might see more in, in Zach Pascal's favor. He's not someone you're going to throw the football to uh, a lot, but in the run game, in the screen game, in the RPO game, and just a little nuance. You know, that first touchdown to Dallas Goddard, they run a little pick play. And how often have we talked about over the last two years, they get called for offensive yeah, pass interference sure. yeah. in that situation. Yeah, and he did job a fantastic job there not drawing any contact. So, yeah, I just think they probably trust him and feel like he's a reliable option if they don't need someone to kind of stretch the field and get downfield like Quest. Hey, Shill, before the game, biggest storyline really was the Giants game, that is. Will Hurts give them the full go? You dissected the film. Did you notice any difference in his willingness to take on tacklers or the willingness of the play calls to be the full go um, or not? Now, third and fourth quarter, I think they backed off a little bit, had a big lead. But when the game hung in the balance in the first half, did you sense it was a full-on Hurts experience? Yeah, I mean, if you want to say like 90 95% or something, I wouldn't argue with that. But they didn't hesitate to use him. I mean, on the second drive of the game, he keeps the ball on an RPO and spins away from a defender. Now, I think he did a sensational job of not taking on hits that he didn't need to take on. I mean, he was getting out of bounds. He was going down. And I think he's just such a smart, decisive player. Like, he knows exactly what the moment calls for. He knows, okay, do I need to just give it everything right now, uh, my shoulder be damned and, and get in the end zone, or do I need to be smart right here? I mean, he probably doesn't get enough credit for that. That's hard to do in the heat of a in the heat of the moment when you're a competitive guy. And so, uh, yeah, just looking at, I mean, they were running the the zone read stuff. They were running uh, the QB option stuff. They used him on a sneak. Uh, they used him on a third and three where he kind of gets to the outside and runs out of bounds. And I thought the arm really as a passer, both the last two games, and this goes back to week 18, has looked good. That hasn't been my concern. The concern has been, can he take on hits? Is he going to re-injure that thing? And uh, I was very encouraged by how he looked. The 49ers linebackers are quite a bit better than the Giants linebackers. Uh, How will those off-the-ball linebackers impact what we can do offensively on Sunday? Yeah, I I think Fred Warner is probably the best in the game. And uh, Dre Greenlaw is also a very good player. I mean, you could easily make the case they're the best pair of linebackers in the NFL. So the matchup with the Niners is all about the middle of the field. Offensively, that's where they want to throw the ball. Defensively, that's what they want to protect. And so to me, this is a game where you want Jalen Hurts throwing the football outside the numbers. This is not like a, you know, go to Dallas Goddard over the middle of the field. Uh, Some of those slants to A.J. Brown might be taken away from you. But if you look at that Cowboys film, Outside the numbers on the comeback routes, one-on-one against those corners, that's really where you can attack them. I mean, they will, there will be snaps where they're not pressing at the line of scrimmage and they're giving you kind of a cushion because they don't want to get burnt by explosive plays. So I do think that affects the game plan. I think that's where you want to attack them with both Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, and I would expect to see a lot of that from the Eagles. Eagles and Niners in four days. Shil Kapati with us right now. Shil, let's get to the other side of the football. Brock Purdy, we all watched him last week. What did you sense in his performance? I was not particularly impressed. He's okay, um, but I think average at best. What is Brock Purdy at this stage in your opinion? Yeah, it, it goes back to the Garoppolo uh, question, like when, when he was quarterbacking the Niners. And it, the case was always – 
They, Garoppolo is not a top-five quarterback, but can the 49ers have a top-five offense with Garoppolo? And the question many years was yes, and that's the same thing with Brock Purdy. I'm with you. You know, you don't look at him and go, wow, this guy uh, is sensational. He's asked to be a point guard. Kyle Shanahan, if he could, would have like a remote control, a joystick, where he's just telling the quarterback what to do on every single play. Like that is how he wants to coach, and he's a great schemer and a great play caller. So that's how he wants Purdy to play. Now the difference with Purdy and Garoppolo is Purdy is willing to make some of those second reaction plays. He'll hold on to the football. He'll roll out of the pocket, and some of those can be good. And some of those can be bad, specifically with the rookie quarterback. So uh, it's all about kind of the weapons around him, Daniel, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey. And, and if he has time, they want him to just make quick reads, get the ball out of his hands, work the middle of the field, and then run the ball, and then work some of those bootlegs. But when he has to hold on to the football, uh, I think trouble can ensue in this game. So if you can muddy the picture for him, if you can make him hold the ball a little bit, uh, I think you got to like some of your matchups up front where you can force him to make some of those negative plays. To be fair, he has not made a lot of those uh, yet, or at least when he's made them, he hasn't got burned by it. Shil, you talked about the fact that the 49ers offense likes to attack the middle of the field. Our defense, the middle of the field, uh, is a perceived coverage weakness. How will that play out? Yeah, so I think there's a couple things you want to look for uh, from the Eagles. One is actually a little bit of what they did last week against the Giants. And I know none of us love when they drop you know, their edge rushers into coverage. You don't want to do that a lot, but do you want to do that occasionally? And where Brock Purdy says, oh, wait, I, you know, there goes, uh, you know, Josh Sweat dropping into coverage. He just took away his slant, and now I have to hold on to the football, and that leads to a sack or a negative play. So what, that's one tactic that they used against the Giants, which you could see them employ here. And then the other one is on third down, you, I think you want to use a little bit of robber coverage. What does that mean? That means man coverage with a single high safety, but you take another defender, uh, could be a safety or a linebacker, and he's not quite a spy, but he's kind of in that lower uh, part, of the, part of the defense where he acts like a free safety, but he comes down low. Anything in breaking over the middle of the field, you have a chance for him to disrupt that. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, on third down because, yeah, that, that's where Purdy wants to go to the football that's where the 49ers attack. They're really good at it. You can't just let them have it. You need to force them to throw the ball outside the numbers. It felt like our defense just completely dominated the Giants. How much more did Jonathan Gannon mix coverages, and how much more can he put out there to confuse a rookie quarterback mind? Yeah, Gannon had a really nice game last week. There, there's no doubt about it. They did do different things. They were running uh, man coverage early on on third down they were running those simulated pressures where it looks like a blitz but you're really only rushing four guys but the, the offense doesn't know which four guys are going to come yeah. and so you create some confusion you create some chaos i thought he had a really nice game plan and the players executed it really well so i think those are some of the things that you're going to see uh in this game again it's all about what can you do to, to cloudy that picture for brock purdy who's coming into lincoln financial field as a rookie and a raucous crowd in an NFC championship game and get to him early and force a little panic because to his credit, he has been very poised early uh, so far when he's played this year, he hasn't gotten rattled even when he's had bad plays. So I think that's got to be a part of Gannon's game plan. Sheila Eagles going to win. 
I think so. Uh, you know, I, I feel good about I'm good about their chances. I mean, listen, yeah. if you would have told me uh, going into the season, NFC Championship game, you got to be Brock Purdy at home, you, you're taking that every time. I, I think the 49ers are a good team. But you know what? A lot of the things that are said about the Niners, hey, they, they're physical. You better be ready to play. Like, a lot of those things apply to the Eagles. Like, the Eagles right. are not a finesse team. I mean, this is as physical of an offense as you will find uh, in the NFL. So listen, it's a, what, a two and a half point spread. Anything can happen. You turn the football over, you have a miscue on special teams, things can get ugly. But if you're just asking me on a snap to snap basis, uh, I actually like this matchup for the Eagles. Sure. Great stuff, man. We'll preview the Eagles in the Super Bowl with you the next two weeks. Thanks pal. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. I right, appreciate you. that. Of course, and lest the Eagles lose. And then we'll talk about two other teams in the Super Bowl. They're and, not going to, no, they're not going to lose. Ah. No, I, I think the Eagles are going to be in good shape. But I don't know what he said. Like, anything can happen. You turn the ball over, that sort of thing. <laughs> no, I hear you. I, I have faith that this quarterback, our quarterback, That's the Jalen Hurts, values the ball so much. So it, it, it He does such a great job with that part. Yeah. And, and he, he has. And he yet, always has. He won't win MVP. Sirianni's not even eligible to win Coach of the Year. And, James, you got more information there. Yeah, uh, another slight. And this one I think was expected, but honestly probably the most absurd out of all of them when you when you think about it. Uh, comeback Player of the Year finalists: Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith, aka no thirty-three-year-old tears his Achilles, misses an entire year. The worst injury you can have as a football player comes back and has eleven and a half sacks or whatever for the first. Yeah, it's another year. kick in the. Like you know what? Embarrassing. Like, why even have this? Oh, uh, hold on. Let's just back this up. So Saquon was great. He tore his knee last year or two years two ago? Two years ago, right? Yeah, wasn't that Am two I years crazy? ago, But it took him to this I year know, to look but, like himself. But last year was his comeback. Yeah, this I is think. so stupid. All right, that's one. Second one was who, McCaffrey? McCaffrey. So, yeah, what was his injury? played 13 games last year. 13 games last year. Like, come on. All right, so that's, okay, yeah. McCaffrey was, was it a, I don't think it was a major, major injury. He just got knocked out for a portion of the no, season. He's always hurt. But it wasn't I mean, like he tore his play, He played seven up. games last night. All right, and who's the third guy you said? Geno Smith, which is a different kind of comeback, but that's yeah. fair. Geno should be in there. That's I'm a comeback G- from being no good. And that's cool. I'm good with Geno being there. Guys, but, like, really? Got, hold on. Is this a joke? It, w- it's embarrassing. Don't you think it matters that Brandon Graham is a rotational guy? I mean, that that does affect the, the, yeah, the outlook. But he was very good at it. Okay. 11-plus Geno Smith is – Touching the ball every play for the Seahawks, and and they had such an but incredibly what, unlikely season. What did Saquon season, come back? I said so much Gino's, Gino's good. I think Gino yeah. should be there. We're talking Saquon what did and McCaffrey. Sa- yeah, what did Saquon come back from? I mean, that'd be like an if Don- thirteen games last year. from two years ago. That'd be like if Donovan McNabb won Comeback Player of the Year in 09 he was bad from tearing his year. knee in like oh freaking six. He was bad last Saquon year. He's still Saquon. Right. This is so dumb. This what year, a dumb award. This is dumb. All right, all right. Everyone can weigh in on the phone lines. What do you make of it? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Ben right now in Somerdale. What's up, Ben? How you guys doing today? Happy Hump Day! Thanks, Ben. Doing great. Um, I gotta. I'm gonna try to cover everything. Uh, first of all, with Scott Rowland. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm with all you guys, especially Seltzer. When you're talking about Hall of Fame, you need to. Everyone should be uh, mentioned in the same breath. And I'm not saying Scott Rowland in the same breath as you know. Mickey Mantle and all of that. It's just ridiculous. And listen, not every Hall of Famer is going to be Mickey Mantle and Mike Schmidt and Sandy Koufax right. and Jackie Robinson and Babe Ruth. Like, but while there are tears within the hall, I mean, you got to well, they got to raise the platform. They got to raise the base. I mean, Scott Rowland, come on. 
I mean, the, the tiers, instead of like, the, the tiers are basically like otherworldly and elite and all-time great. Those are the tiers, not elite, good, very good, all that stuff. So I I'm, agree, I'm with man. you guys. Yeah. Um, what's also interesting is we're talking Roland and Simmons uh, in the same show. It's unbelievable. Uh, I think, I think, well, I was going to say, I think the only two uh, Philadelphia players to win Rookie of the Year in their second season um, – because Roland, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Roland got Sorry. injured in '96, so yeah. Well, the crazy thing about the Roland thing, if I, if my memory's right, when he got hit by that pitch in '96 in what would have been his rookie season, I believe it was literally in the at bat, the plate appearance. That if it turned into an at bat, I think he would have then no longer qualified. I think it was no. like, wasn't it the yeah, final? He was about was to just, cross the eligibility of being an official yep. rookie. He got hit by the pitch, and that made the next year his rookie year. It, yeah, it, when you get hit by a pitch, it doesn't count as a uh, plate appearance. Right. Yeah. And I think it was literally um, like one more plate appearance. It's some, some, I mean, whether it was one crazy. more or just a few more, he was just about to be officially a rookie, and then it went to the next year. All right, Ben, what do you got on the Eagles, man? I'm trying not to be the guy that, you know, you're saying taken for granted, but there's alongside with the Coach of the Year candidates um, that were handed out, there's one thing you can't reconcile. You can't say – Shanahan um, is a finalist and Sirianni isn't because of all the talent around Sirianni. And then in the same breath, say uh, this week is going to be a close game because you've already implied that the Eagles playmakers and the Eagles team is better than the 49ers. So anyways, um, I don't, I really don't think it's going to be close. I was with, I was getting amped up last week when Richie was talking uh, John, you were saying uh, everyone is going to remember what September and October Philadelphia Eagles looked like. Yeah. Um, I predicted – I didn't expect that last week. I said 17 points, actually. Um, and, you know, geez, they could have won 50 to 7 yeah. um, if they wanted to. But I think what, one thing that's sort of going overlooked or maybe not talked about as much – I have, you know, immense respect for all of their playmakers. You know, if you're if you're talking about offensive, you know, offensive trio or something, Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle are right there along with, you know, Smith, Brown, Goddard, and uh, you know, maybe you can throw in, you know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and stuff. But not, none of those guys on the Niners are really like a traditional deep threat. And our defense, you know, Gannon, it plays keeping things in front. He doesn't want it to go over their heads. I know Sirianni was talking about that um, in their conference. So I'm just, I'm just not that scared of their, of their playmakers. Um, I think they'll get chunk yards. And then I think our defense will hold them to field goals in the red zone. Um, so I just, I don't see it being that close of a game. You know, maybe I'll go, 13 points Eagles win by 13 um but you know you know that uh image that's circulating social media I think it was a college quarterback his first ever start and you see his hands shaking as he's asking for the ball that's what Purdy is going to be I hope Ben Ben, give me a give me a big answer number and a title um I was going to say Ocean's Eleven, but uh, let's go 40-year-old virgin. You got it, man. Ben, appreciate the – yeah, I still got to watch that. Appreciate the phone call. All right, coming up. um, You haven't watched I haven't. No. It's funny because you got mad about Steven Spielberg making a movie about himself, but you didn't get mad about that movie about you. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Seltzer's going to cut that for drop of the week right there. (laughs) 
<laughs> Seltzer thinks he just won drop of the year. Hey, coming up. It's kind of funny. Coming up, Brandon Graham. This is good stuff here. Uh, he, Seltzer's dancing in there with, with joy right now. Hey, Br- <laughs> no, sir, I enjoyed that one. Uh, I know you I did. I made myself laugh. That's uh, all that matters. There you go. Hey, Br- <laughs> Brandon Graham, you got to hear this audio coming up next. The NFL yesterday released audio of BJ prior to the game. Talking some smack to Giants players. It's it's actually pretty damn funny. I don't know if it's as funny as Seltzer, but eh, maybe I think it actually might be. It might be it's more funny. Phenomenal. You got to hear this Brandon Graham stuff. We'll get to that. We'll rock all the calls. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Are you looking for tickets for games and concerts at the Wells Fargo Center or for our huge football game coming up at the link? Do like I do and use the Game Time app for tickets to every event on the planet. Sports, music, shows. With Game Time, you get great tickets and amazing prices, even on last-minute tickets. And you can see exactly where your seats are in every single venue. It's so quick and easy. Just download the Game Time app, enter your email, use the promo code WIP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. That's promo code WIP. Game time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I met her in a club down in you drink champagne and it tastes like. You know, this really might be one of my ten favorite songs ever. I love it. Kinks are awesome. Great song. Just a tremendous song. Have you ever heard Weird Al's version of Yoda? I don't know. It's great. Is I mean, it worth sounds, a gander? Sounds like this. Okay. But it's about Yoda. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe maybe at noon. Maybe Seltzer's gonna bring us back. Might have to bring it back. Some well, noon weird is AMA, L- so it might be twelve thirty or whatever. Twelve thirty. And done. then people listen at twelve thirty. I why, too have never heard this. Why it was we about nineteen eighty four. I okay. think the album was in three D. Hmm. And Weird Al, man. It also had Eat It. It was the, Oh well yeah, I remember. It was that. A, course, it was like yeah. this explosion onto the scene. He was a unique dude, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, 215. Daniel Radcliffe playing him in the Yeah, I want to see biopic. it. It's called really? Weird. Yeah, it's called Weird. It, it was out in theaters already. It's, like, available to rent now. That's good. Yeah, I want to check it out. It's supposed to be very I good. I will, too. All right. Oh, very nice. Have you guys seen Avatar yet? No, no. I'm, go- I'm going. Uh, uh, the week between the conference championship games and Super Bowl is when I I was like, all right, I know that I have a football <laughs> game that weekend. I'm going to see Avatar. Like, I planned it out. I'm seeing Avatar. You guys see it in the theaters. If you're going to see oh, this movie, see sure. it in the theaters. You for went sure. and no. on a date? Avatar, no, I haven't. Yeah, I, I actually al- almost went last night. And by it, yourself or with Anne? Uh, by myself. Really? Yeah, yeah almost. Just went. not, not didn't even consider talking. Well, she to was Anne. at her apartment. I was at my apartment. She was busy well, with you, uh, you friends. Drive and meet. Yeah, you could have, but uh, or you just go to a movie by yourself. Yeah, going As to it movies is, with people is overrated. Dude, I went out to dinner by myself. I thought about going to a movie. And went home. It's all good. It's, uh... I feel very strongly that going to the movies by yourself <laughs> is a, a totally acceptable. Activity. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, John wants don't to talk a- to anyone. Anyway. John wants to attack the me going to dinner by myself thing. Well, that's yeah, I sat there, a little, a little, little did, did some work. Little. You guys should see me. I, I get to a restaurant. I'll like, I'll set up my notepads because you guys know I have like four or five notepads of the uh-huh. you know the cell phone. Might have like an earpiece in and listen to some stuff. <laughs> oh, Everyone else would leave me alone. Waiters and waitresses never know what to make of me. You know, like baseball cap pulled pulled low. Like everybody's just <laughs> nothing nothing to <laughs> Who's see here. This guy nothing to see here. I'm only you know trying to plan like the future of our radio station in the mornings for the next you know. 30 years, but just everyone just settle down and hey, I'll take a salad. Thank you very much. 215. Salad. That's not like you. <laughs> yeah, that was the least I'm, believable part I'm of the right. story, I did though. have a salad last night. Good All right, 215 592 9494. Twitter poll question of the day brought to us by PI Dental Center. 
Your smile is the first thing that others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your complimentary evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Today's question, should Scott Rowland have made the Baseball Hall of Fame? He did make it. Should he have made it? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. We're going to get to the Brandon Graham audio coming up shortly. It's pretty funny. Let's go to Vince right now in Egg Harbor. What's up, Vince? Hey, guys. How are you? Real quick, I could just picture Joe in the restaurant all by himself with the <laughs> iPad, the hat down. He's still wearing his Phillies uniform from the overall No, series. no uniform Great. and no iPad. No, I can't gone. imagine him with an iPad. I did ask for a, a, a move to a different table, though. Not during the meal. So I was going to be seated at one spot. Didn't like it. A little too small. Couldn't spread my papers out. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I, I want to have a wall. Gotcha. Be, I want a wall behind oh, me. I want a wall behind me. I want to have clear view of the room. Just keep it simple. Oh, you're one of those. I'm one of them. Clear. I'm one of those. Dude, I'm, I'm like Jack Bauer. Way. I never know what's coming at me. I got to be prepared for every situation. So you like, you got to sit. That's you got to sit in the corner. <laughs> like the you know, so no one can get at you from behind. Yeah, but this way I could like get out either way. I could go out left. Sit in the corner of the restaurant. You didn't want anyone to come from behind. John yeah, that was his thing. All right. Vince, what do you got on the birds, my man? Yeah, well, you guys were talking the last couple of segments about the disrespect. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay how great the 49ers talent is. I mean, you guys have mentioned how good Fred Warner and Joey yeah. Bosa are. But T.J. Yeah. Edwards had a hell of a season. We have four guys in double-digit sacks. I didn't know this until Seltzer said it yesterday, that he's their only guy with more than five. So mm-hmm. easier said than done. You neutralize him. You take the pass rush out of the equation. Jalen has a clean pocket. Everybody talks about the genius that is Kyle Shanahan. But Nick Sirianni, quietly, considering what we thought of him going into last year, I mean, he's taken a huge step, in my opinion, as far as being one of the top coaches in football. No question. And it's for this team to turn around this fast, considering where San Francisco has been the last three or four years, they've been in a Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think this is evenly as match as people think it is. And the biggest gap, and Joe, you said it, is our quarterback. No we question. Have the MVP. Yep, it's exactly correct. Vince, give me a great answer, man. A title with a number in it. Uh, Godfather 2. Godfather 2. Interesting. Does that count? Okay, I see what you're saying, James. Okay. So. It is a number. It is a number. It's, it's not It's not the heart of what we were. Yeah. yeah. Might it's ding him. It's sort of a cop-out. It's, it's sort of a cop-out. I'll just say right now, if anyone says a sequel, I'm not voting for it. I mean, unless the, the na- like, uh, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Unless it's part of the name or whatever. Like, I agree. Okay. Like, naked, naked gun two and a half, you would count. Exactly. That was, because I didn't that's... say it. It was in my head. That's right. What I was thinking <laughs> of. That's exactly what I was thinking of, Joe. Naked gun. I got to go back and watch it. I started naked gun one like a year ago and got through about 20 minutes and then I told you, I just watched it. They're quick, too. It's like 85, 90 minutes. It's an easy watch. I got to see Norberg, It's man. really funny. It's, it's still Priscilla. funny. Priscilla. Well, Pris- Presley uh, Priscilla, Les- yeah. Leslie Nielsen is really funny. Like, it, it works. Man. And he's long dead, right? Yeah, yeah. For like a decade at least. Why you got to say it like that? Well, I mean, I'm just trying to find out. I, I mean, that's a little harsh. No, it, like, meaning did he, dead? did he die a long time <laughs> ago? That's <laughs> all I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like trying to... Trying to get to the heart of the matter. Is the man dead or is he alive? Did he die a long time ago or recently? That's all I'm trying to figure out. Long dead achieves both aims simultaneously. That he's dead and it happened a long time ago. That's all I'm trying to figure out. Come on, man. Listen, if you wanted to sit at my table last night when I was by myself, I would have welcomed Leslie Nielsen to the table. He wasn't around to partake. It's okay. Let's go to Scott and King of Prussia. Hi, Scott. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great, Scott. 
Um, so it's a definite snubbing of Sirianni, Graham, and, and uh, Redick. Um, it's really appalling, but hopefully it'll be used as a chip moving forward. Um, wanted to respond to uh, Roland, you know, and people, you know, it, it, it really bothers me that the perception that was made to be of Roland um, at the time when he was leaving, and it, a lot of it was put out to the media to put out to everybody. Um, his biggest complaints were that, number one, that, that, and you touched upon in your opening, that the Phillies were not spending money and, and the players that they were surrounding them with were subpar. He was if you go right. Back and yeah. take, if you go back and take a look at those rosters, I mean, he was 100% correct. The other main complaint that he had was the vet turf. The vet, and yeah. yep. Listen, having spent time working on – at that vet turf for several summers, it was harder than concrete. And it was also about 10 to 15 degrees hotter than what it's, you know, the temperature was. So those were two very valid points. And um, people, people overlooked. The guy had the best, one of the best uh, work ethics I've ever seen. His over, the overall package of Scott Rowland and the value that he brought to a baseball team being a two-way player and doing it for 17 years and, and based upon the, the lowered um, – and, and that's a different argument, but, but there is – you know, the, the standards to get into the Hall of Fame have been lowered. Look at this. The, mo- the, most, the most thorough Scott Rowland call today on WIP is a, a pro Scott Rowland. Hey, who would have thunk you know, it? Look, he was uh, Scott. He was he was really good. I just don't think he was great enough. That's 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 where I'll I disagree. I I, I right. disagree. Scott Rowland. Listen, I watched Mike Schmidt and Scott Rowland, and this is going to upset a lot of Mike Schmidt fans. Scott Rowland, listen carefully, was the best fielding third baseman I have ever seen. Period. Well, Rowland was a remarkable just, defensive just third baseman. That. He was. I get yeah. it. Scott, give me a great okay. answer. A, a thing with a number and a title. All right, here we go. One flew over the Cuckoo's That's a good answer Great right there. Answer. Yeah, it really is. could be two days in a row. That's a winning component. Right. I like that answer a lot. I also liked uh, <laughs> Brandon Graham trash-talking right out of the gate uh, yes, uh, uh, Saturday night. So this audio came out yesterday. NFL released this. And uh, so BG's going out there. I think he's with, what, Fletcher James? Is he with Fletcher going out? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I saw Brent Selleck was out there yes. and those guys too. Yep. So the opposing side, John, you got Dexter Lawrence, great player for the Giants, Saquon and Daniel Jones. So they, they put three of their main dudes out, probably their main three guys. Eagles put a couple of their main guys out there, one of whom is is BG. And, man, he just goes out there yapping. <laughs> Listen to this audio. So this is, this so is awesome. awesome. So you're first going to hear him take this a – This is coin toss. This is coin toss. <laughs> this is the coin toss before the game. All right, yes. so you're going to hear him take a bite out of Dexter Lawrence – you're going to hear him say something to Saquon, something to Daniel Jones. This is before the game. Then we'll get to what he said after the game. Here he is, BG, to Dexter Lawrence, Saquon, and Daniel Jones. Woo! There they go. There they go. Oh, yeah, boy. We running right at you, 9 I want We right at you. And you know to run this way. Hey, hey, I'm on that throwing arm all day, hey. Yeah. We running right at you now, son. You look like you tired from this, this week. <laughs> I hope you try to tip, boy. You gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. 
So that could win Drop of the Week. I just want to say that officially aired on our show. Air Force is eligible for Drop of the Week. I mean, he's looking right at Dexter Lawrence like, yeah, we're just going to run all over you, which, by the way, they did. Yeah. He's like, eight, I'm coming for your arm, eight. I'm going to get that arm. It's great. So then, by the way, that was pregame. So then you get postgame. It's all done. Game's over. Eagles won. Game was basically over an hour before it was actually over. But when it was over and you cross to, you know, midfield and you, you shake some hands and all that stuff, uh, Brandon Graham was still going. You know I got to mess with you, boy. boy. Hey, hey, didn't I tell you I was going to get you, hey? Hey, good stuff, boy. Good stuff, boy. <laughs> John, how would you feel, man, <laughs> if you were the losing player and he's coming at you postgame? Like, yo, 40. Yeah. Yo, 40. Yeah. Or what were we, 48 here? 48 here? No, yeah. 40, 40 here. 40 in Oakland, 48 here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John wouldn't take kindly. Like, J- James, <laughs> John, if his no. season just ended? No, no. If his season yeah, like, just ended. Like, Saquon was like, yeah, man, dude, just like, good job or whatever. <laughs> Rich, you'd be like, I'm going to crush your face. Like, I'm actually going to kill you. Yeah. you got you got to kind of take into account <laughs> just how, like, buoyant this guy is. Yeah. Brandon Grant, like, everyone knows – He's doing this all game. It's just how he works best. I love some – we've seen in the past, there there are times where he just get he starts going. Right. He almost can't stop. Yeah. You see Fletcher Cox come in like, hey, dude, please. I remember that. Stop it. Yeah, last year, Fletcher yeah. told him to knock it's it off. so hilarious. Well, it's also funny when it's nice guy trash talk. Yeah. Like, that's not mean guy trash talk. <laughs> no, yeah. That's nice guy trash talk. That's true. It, and Because, he, you know, John, you, the line. you know there's mean guy trash talk, which is a whole different type of trash yeah, talk. That would be playing it. the mean trash talk on the air. Right? <laughs> 215. I'm sure Bill Romanowski handled things a little differently out there. Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> Very different. I mean, you remember some of the I do. stuff. Oh, well, yeah, some did. of the yeah, some of the not good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way right. over. Yeah. There were no there were no fluids spit out no. in this case. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, 215-592-9494. By the way, uh, thank you to Philly Pretzel Factory. The championship game is here. Uh, and, of course, it's the perfect time for a Philly Pretzel Factory party tray. Whether it's for the game on Sunday or the game two weeks after that, make sure you call your local store and place an order online at phillypretzelfactory.com. I don't have to tell you. There's going to be a lot of parties on Sunday and probably a lot of parties the following, you know, two Sundays after that. PhillyPretzelFactory.com. Get yourself some great food for hosting people or as a guest to attend a party at a friend or family member's home. So, Philly Pretzel Factory, and they brought us food today. Dude, we the pretzel, the dogs. pretzel dogs. Oh, my God. Yes, the like, dogs. They're amazing. Yeah. Like, they are, like, really, really great. So, get yourself Philly Pretzel Factory, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, to the phones. Let's talk to Drew in Westchester. What's up, Drew? Hey, guys, it's an absolute honor to be the first caller to follow the Brandon Graham audio. That was uh, – I heard that yesterday, but that was awesome. Yes, he is. Uh, so so I, got a couple, I got a couple points on the Niners. I'm, I don't think I'm taking them lightly. They're a very good team. They're the best team we've faced. But I do get some 2017 Case Keenum vibes from Brock Purdy where I think there's a chance he could turn into a pumpkin. I agree. At the link if we can get to him. I think it's a good comparison, Drew. I mean, you know, Case Keenum never really done anything before that of note. He didn't do really anything after that. He was mostly a backup, a spot starter kind of guy. Had a Got on a roll, had a good year, had a great year. But I, I think it's a nice comparison. I really do. And my second point was I think the Niners are a bit of a different team when they're on – the road you know they were only five and three on the road this year and I know it was earlier in the season but they lost games to just some god-awful teams I'm talking the Bears the Broncos they lost to the Falcons 
by double digits. See, and Drew, so Drew I, let me just say, that's my argument against Shanahan being a finalist for Coach of the Year at the expense of Sirianni. How does Sirianni not losing those type of games not garner him finalist status, yet, yet Shanahan can lose those games, and he's a finalist today and Sirianni's not? I don't, I, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a good point, Joe, because, I mean, the, the Bears and the Broncos were god-awful. I mean, losing to those teams this year in any form, I think at any point in the season, is just embarrassing. Yeah, it is. By the way, Drew, have you ever noticed you have a way at the end of talking a lot of sentences, you say embarrassing? Like, it's almost like a question. Have you noticed that? Uh, I do feel like there's I do feel like there's the inflection in, in in the voice at times. I'm not I'm not doing it on purpose, but people have pointed that out. I know. To me, I'm, uh, I'm playing before. with you. Joe. It's all good. Hey, Drew, give me a great answer, man. See, my my voice just cracked. We all have kind of weird things. Give me a number and a title. Yes, I'm gonna go to the world of uh, Dr. Seuss. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. All right, you got it, Drew. Good call as always, man. Appreciate that. By the way, AMA coming up at noon today. So make sure you get those questions in Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. What do you want to know? Best questions selected by Seltzer, noon today. Sports questions, non-sports questions, whatever you got, whatever you want, fire them away. Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. Will in Northeast Philadelphia. Hi, Will. Botron, how y'all doing today? Great, Will. Man, it is a great day, man. You know, we're counting down to one step away from going to the Super Bowl. I just want to say, man, as an organization, we improved a whole lot as far as, you know, bringing in the right players, the quarterback stepping up, working hard on the offseason, and the offensive line just blocking and just terrorizing all the defense. And it's just like it's so much that we've been doing the whole season, and we're still being criticized, man. And like I said, in order for that to stop, we got to win the Super Bowl. And then what they going to have to say about that? We cheated? No, we the best, man. And I never knew that, you know, uh, the number one team – you know, it, you 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 got to beat the best. You got to beat the best to be the best. And we're number one yeah, all season long. Eagles can't beat themselves. <laughs> They're going to yeah, be the best by I, beating two, three, and four or something like that. You know, I, and, I, I don't that's know. What I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. I was I was going to say the only team that can beat us is ourselves because right now, listen, we 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 we, we on a destiny run. See, Will, I got this is the part though. We started the show talking a lot about people taking this game too much for granted, and I do think some are. I, I think you're an example of it. Look, I think the Eagles are great. I don't think you think they're better than I think they are. I don't think. I think they're an amazing football team. But San Francisco's really good too, man. I mean, when a squad yeah. wins 12 in a row, you know, that, that is not and, something to just push aside. And, Will, that's part of why I disagree with something that you said, that, that this Eagles team has to win the Super Bowl to get the respect that they deserve. I think – after they beat this 49ers team that's won 12 games in a row, they'll get their due respect. I, I, I think this will be – there's no question in my mind this is the best team we will have faced this year. And if they go out there and do their duty and, you won't get and the, beat this team You won't get national legacy, though. You won't get na- – like, no one looks back at the 49ers. Just as, a, for instance, 49ers from four years ago when they got to the Super Bowl and lost. You don't get the – you don't get that pub. Well, you know the you problem. Don't. The problem's going to be people will excuse this. You know the, the anti Eagles yeah. people will excuse this and say, "Yeah, oh, we're rookie quarterback." They're going to say that easy road, easy road to the Super Bowl. They beat yeah. the, the the weakest team in the conference title in, in the in the in the divisional round in the Giants. You know, Purdy didn't muster up. 
and then when they faced a real quarterback in the Super Bowl and lost, there you go. Eagles weren't legit. Like some people will say that. If what are that you happens, doing? why, why did you just to, play? We're going to rewrite if that, that happens, that, if that was an if, Will I got to teach you go what, what if means? If if means if. I right, will give me an answer, man. Uh, best thing ever with a number and a title. Okay, this this is for the Eagles because this is how I feel. Jalen Hurts in a gun. The Eagles on the run because we public enemy number one. All right, you got it, Will. Appreciate the call. Let's talk to uh, Ken right now in Cinnamons. And hi, Ken. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Super, Ken. Um, so, before I get into my, my Eagles point, I just want to say, of all the slights, I am the most ticked about Hassan Reddick. That, that, to me, is just another example of him not getting the respect he deserves and not being talked about in the conversation amongst the best defensive players in the NFL, and I think it's a joke. I think Sirianni's the biggest slight, actually. But Hassan's a big one, too. Um, as far as Eagles are concerned, I don't, I don't think I'm taking the 49ers too lightly. I'm not taking them lightly at all. Um, you know, John has brought up a number of times this morning that uh, this is the best team the Eagles will have played this year. Well, the converse of that is this is, this is the best team – the 49ers have faced this year since they played the Kansas city chiefs and they got smacked by the Kansas city chiefs. So for me, it's all about matchups. You know, they say matchup make matchups, make fights. And, you know, on the offensive line, I, I, the Eagles can run the football against anybody. And I really believe if, if you've got a dominant offensive line, there is no defensive front that can really stop you. If, if you commit to running the football and, you know, their linebackers are great, but, you know, I, I want to see Fred Warner run down the middle of the field once or twice to, with A.J. Brown 30 or 40 yards and see how long that lasts after Jalen Hurts rips off a 50-yard run. Maybe, but when, well, Warner we'll say. down the middle of the field. Yeah, I get and, it. But, look, when he can do it with CeeDee Lamb, he can do it. I mean, that, that was really impressive last week, going, going downfield with CeeDee Lamb. That's well, well, pr- well, yeah, he can, but it leaves, the, it leaves the middle of the field wide open That's for fair. a guy like Jalen Hurts who will take your heart. I see you. So, well, I just think they're 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 a better team, and I will not be surprised if the Eagles win this game by more than a touchdown. Okay, Ken, what do you got on Scott Rowland? Um, look, I, when he was a player, I never I never thought of him as a Hall of Fame player. While he was a player, ironically, he didn't think of himself as a Hall of Fame player because when he first made the ballot, you know, years ago, he, he apparently publicly said, "Well, I'll never make the Hall of Fame." So. You know, he, he was he was a good player, but he was never considered the best player. He was never considered in the top five. And I think it's just another example of, of you know, the way it's done these days where people go on the Internet and they look up stats yeah. and, and they look at numbers. They say, well, that guy looks like a Hall of Famer. And they don't they don't pay any attention to what your eyes see when, when yep. the guy's a player. They, you know, so, one of the problems with the Baseball Hall of Fame, it always has been, but he's a classic example. When a guy plays, let's just say, an extra two or three years and tacks on an extra 400 hits and an extra 60 homers, it, it, it you know, it obviously inflates the overall total by the end of his career, but it doesn't mean he was spectacular in those first 14 years when he well, plays. It's the year. Robin Yount. No, Robin Yount was legitimate. Now, Robin Yount was a legit Hall of Famer, but, but well, some, when- some guys are not. When when you see people talking legitimately about Bobby Abreu being a Hall of Fame player, well, and right, it's, we it's had ridiculous. him here. It, it's it's ridiculous. I agree. So, Ken, give me an answer, man. Best thing with a number and a title. Well, a, a, a cautionary tale about growing technology that has turned into a how-to guide. 
1984. 1984, yeah. Good answer right there. Wow. I will say one thing, yeah. It, it's, it's a great a, answer. It is. It's a very it's a potential winning answer. Yes. One thing I did see, uh, I, don't know, I can't remember if a friend texted me or social media in the last hour. I checked at one point. Um, the point has been made, and it should be said by me, because I talked about how Roland only had one top 10 MVP and only one, only two top 19 MVPs. He was competing with a lot of guys who were cheating. And the perception has always been that Roland didn't cheat. No, you never know. No, no. Yeah, how, how do you know? That's always my point. Right, how right. do we know? How do you know? But you do know definitively other people did. And we so know. So Buster only once said he thought 90% of players during that era were cheating. Look, like, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I so mean, why do we just assume, oh, Roland was clean. He should get in because he did it during a clean. He was clean right. in a bad era. Like, we don't know. No, we don't know. We, we don't know. But I will say, if he was clean, and John, this would bother you as a player. If you were clean, and you were finishing 22nd in MVP, and there's 21 people ahead of you, and 16 of them were on roids. Mm-hmm. That would bother you. Yes. So, of course. you know, it's just, it's very. That, and that's uh, why 90% of the league was. <laughs> right. And it's why it's complicated when you try to figure out Hall of Fame people. Yeah. AMA coming up. Uh, plus, Devin joins us in more. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. Also, Jaws today at 1245. On 94 WIP. It's pro football playoff time, the best time of the year, plus, plus pro and college hoops, hockey, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances, touchdowns, rush yardage, pass yardage, and with live and game betting, you can bet during the game. Check out our birds on Sunday. Two-and-a-half-point favorites hosting San Francisco. Great defenses facing off the over-unders, 46 points. In the later game, Kansas City, a a one-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Cincinnati. The over-unders, 46-and-a-half. I believe Cincinnati wins. Join me now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app. Start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.